Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, freshly trimmed hair, Mr. Andy Molitor. How are we doing? How are we feeling? How was the deep dive last night? Did you guys have fun? Yeah, I, I enjoyed the uh, timer Dan put on. It was uh, that's smart. That's smart. Nice way to keep us in check. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to not having football this weekend. Might go skiing. Still haven't decided yet. Because I guess I mean, where you live, there's got to always be fresh snow somewhere, right? Like, or do you have to worry about it? It's been uh, it's been really, really cold here. It looks like it's gonna improve next week. So, good time to go to Phoenix, I guess. But hopefully, it's nice this weekend. And yeah, it's it's nice to just like have a Sunday to myself almost. I mean, I'll watch basketball. Obviously, I'll watch golf. It's uh, the final round is like the only round wor- worth watching. Um, for for Pebble Beach, get your hopes like, up. yeah, if you want to watch the celebrity shit, that's fine. I'll 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 take some of that in. Um. Uh, but Sunday's nice because it's like the actual best golfers playing on a really nice course without celebrities tying them down. Um, so I'll watch that. But for the most part, I'm just going to take in some basketball, maybe go skiing, get ready for the Super Bowl, start talking. Drew and I will talk props next week. We'll, uh, we'll definitely get into a lot of stuff. I'm already seeing that the Deep Dive DGen Discord is just nonstop churning. I can't amount the amount of Adderall coursing through the veins in that chat because it's just nonstop like p- picking apart props and derivatives right now and which is it's the fun of this week so um yeah we'll just keep on gambling here i have my ten dollar to 10k uh challenge going right now i don't care for the let's bet on a bunch of you know minus a thousand parlay together pray for the best and hope we can do that like 75 times in a row and get you know a, essentially a thirteen leg parlay that you're turning into a four hundred leg parlay. Uh, so I just decided to do it in one step. I just bet a thousand to one golfer this week. Pretty easy. We'll see if it fails. It is a forty nine year old Indian golfer who hasn't won a tournament since like two thousand eleven. So but he he has won a tournament, and this is a kind of a goofy one. <laughs> I know some people. I'll, I'll talk a little more golf here as we get to it. Uh, Congrats on your totals. I did tail those. That's I didn't even have to check. I just saw it was a winner. Both of your over nine and a half got home yesterday, so that was good. Hopefully, we have some more of that coming in tennis. But uh, let's let's get into the the National Drama League, the NBA. A little less. It's a little less drama free, or a little more drama free. Mostly just people arguing on the timeline about awards. There's some people that are really sure. Like there's people that are better than Jokic, and. I'm not 100% sure there's there's more than one person that can make that claim right now. I think it's a it's a big guy in the East and a big guy in the mountains, and that might be your MVP candidates right now. There's not a single st- statistical argument you can make against Nikola Jokic. All the advanced stats, all of it just screams him. You know, value of replacement, all the BPMs, uh, PER, any statistical metric you look like that um, – is advanced is just it's all Jokic. I mean, we'll see. Joel Embiid has finished second in the MVP the last two seasons, so maybe it's just year three of Jokic one and Embiid two. But if there was every year where Embiid could do it, it's, it does seem like this year. I mean, 
the story is a little bit better, and I think that's what voters honestly will look for. If if it turns into a bit of a narrative thing, even if even if Nicola is better in every statistical category, you could have the fatigue of hey, we've we voted this guy twice in a row, and you could have the uh, just Embiid would have to do the backpack, like put everybody else on the back for like all of what I mean, what like most of March and April, make kind of that part of the season overtake everyone get the overall number one seed in the east and really be a big part and have some big games like that i could see it but like because voters are getting smarter but they're still not that smart like they can't resist a narrative like that oh look what he's done he's finally taken the sixers team to the precipice looks like a team that can win the east could be the first center to lead the league in scoring consecutive seasons. Like you said, put the Sixers on their back and carried them to a one seed. Uh, it's just that that makes me nervous. Now we're building up all the disappointment. I'm still but. I'm still just living at my like my whatever fifty two dollars to win ten k on. Uh, that's the ten k six, six, Sixers to beat Nuggets in the finals. Like that's my uh. It's it's sort of live. Anything can happen in the playoffs, but it's not like those teams are bad. So let's go, let's go, let's go. And uh, tonight, but long way until then. We haven't even hit All Star break, which is usually the part of the part part of the season where I get sad about Blake Griffin bringing the car out on the on the court that one time. Still salty about that. It's been 13 years ago. I think I still bring it up, but not even to All Star break yet here. And we have basketball tonight, and you're gonna gamble on it. I am. Seven games tonight. Um, kind of in a little bit of a rough stretch. We lost our second total in a row by one point last night. That's always a lot of fun. And the Jazz pushed, and I know pushing is better than losing, but that one sure felt like a loss. I digress. We move forward, and for the first time in a while, Andy, I'm going to bet some overs here. Um, you know, we've got seven games in the slate tonight. The Lakers are playing the Pacers. Uh, Pacers might get Halliburton back. We don't know who's going to play for the Lakers. So, again, you know, another NBA game. You just have to wait and see and wait and see what's going on. Um, Miami plays the Knicks. Um, you know, my model likes the Knicks here as, as short underdogs, but I think maybe it's overestimating a little bit kind of the Knicks season being really one month of great basketball surrounded by a, a couple a month and a few weeks now, pretty mediocre basketball. So staying away from that one. Um, Hornets and Bulls, that's just an awful trap for Chicago Bulls fans. There's no way that ends well, even if they cover the six points. So I'll stay away from that. Um, Warriors Nuggets, looks like most of the Warriors will be rested tonight. So again, wait and see on that one. And then Clippers Bucks, that's the late game. Should be interesting. The Clippers have been um, get money here as pretty solid underdogs. And we'll see what Milwaukee has. But two bets that I did make, um, we'll start with the Memphis Grizzlies visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the total is only 223. I had this closer to 228, almost 229 myself. So again, over 224, even over 225 for a little bit is probably fine if um, this number happens to move. But it uh, seems like it's a pretty solid here. I'm still looking at 223 and a half now. Um, should be just fine. I have a good opportunity to scoop that up. But yeah, two teams, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, you know, much better offensively than people realize. I think, especially with these couple guards and the way they've been trying to find kind of a small forward, given a lot of those guys opportunities and um, has really picked up the pace. So um, really like that quite a bit. Might not have Desmond Bain here for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, you know, obviously would much rather have him in given his shooting and what he does in terms of stretching the floor. But you know, regardless here, I expect a good night out of John Morant. The pace in this game should be just fine. Um, and given how well both teams have been playing offensively, happy to go over here. And then Mavericks-Pelicans. The Pelicans got back Brandon Ingram. Still that Zion Williamson, but 
with Ingram now have enough offensive talent here, a little bit more shooting to stretch out the floor. We've seen the offensive efficiency start to pick up in those games as he gets a little bit more comfortable. And the Mavericks, a team that was a dead nut under team this year, has been a sneaky great over team at home. And again, you know, not this whole reason I'm betting this. I had this total myself um, closer to 227, so anything 224 or lower, I'm happy to go over there. Uh, Luka Doncic is doing his thing, getting the ball up the floor, creating a lot of points, and the defense has really struggled for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, now, there won't be any Christian Wood. He's generally a good player for overs, and um, maybe part of the reason that we have a little more value here. But uh, either way, no matter what lineup the Mavericks has out here tonight, they've been great at home scoring the ball. And I have no reason to see the Pelicans really doing anything, A, to slow them down or B, slow down. So um, should be pretty great here, um, like both overs. So you know, let's, let's be positive. No more unders. No mas. No mas on that. LeBron to score 89 points tonight is 200 to 1 on FanDuel. I don't think he gets there tonight. Isn't, isn't it's a good account that... maintenance bet. Put $5 on there and FanDuel will uh, continue yeah, to let you do whatever you want. It's like my Arjun at, uh, at wall bet, my ten or my $10,000 or a thousand to one bet. Like you just make a few of those. Make sure they're, make sure they see that. Um, yeah. I think he does get his the scoring thing though. What is it in three games from now? It's kind of like the perfect pace. Plus, uh, plus yeah, it could be right three spot. or four games. Again, we'll see if he even plays tonight. But um, I'm trying to think what the most points he scored to single game of his career. I'm not sure that he's. I think he's had 50. I'm not sure he's had 60 or more than that. Most points in a game, LeBron James, <clears throat> 61. That's what I was trying to think. It's he's a little bit more of a distributor. Ooh. Again, doesn't have those games like Iverson. I think has like a seventy-point game. He's got a handful of sixty-point games. Again, we know Kobe got to eighty-two. Um, Wilt had one. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Wilt I like those games. The the best part is when like the game, because it's never like a game where you're losing. Like when a guy scores like seventy points, it's very rarely. It's like oh man, this is a. You know, this is a tough game, and we're, we're behind by 10 because no one else has scored. So it's fun towards the end of the game where if he's still in, where they're just dishing him the ball, like, fuck it, let's see how many points he can get. I do enjoy that. Or in Kobe's case, he just was not going to pass the ball ever. Like, he was taking every shot because, fuck it, they were all falling. Like, that that was a nutty game too. So um, a long way. We're going to go a long, long way from Kobe's 80-point game. We're going to go down to, again, the worst team in college basketball. And I hate doing this again. <laughs> I hate doing this again. They did get a win, an outright win this, a couple days ago. The system ago. is so obvious. Uh, I know. Well, I tried to bet against a good team. Uh, that didn't work out. Chattanooga couldn't hang with the Furman Paladins. Merrimack and LIU are taking each other on. LIU, obviously not a great team, but they did beat Sacred Heart. You, too. Um, you know what? they're going to continue to play bad teams because they're in the NAC. They didn't play very well away against, uh, against St. Francis after the win at Sacred Heart. But now they get a, they get a Merrimack squad that they haven't met yet this season. And basically it's one of those things where I'm not going to be able to say anything nice. Merrimack's defense is uh Merrimack's defense is good. But again, everything offensively basically stinks. Turnover stink. Offensive rebounding stinks. Free throw shooting stinks. They're a team that should be closer to the LIU section of the uh, of the NIC NEC, I guess. They actually 
they actually have a winning record in conference, which is something. So like I said, it's kind of a it's Farley Dickinson and then everybody else, like uh Stonehill, which is a school maybe you guys haven't heard of since they're new to the division one rank. Stonehill's right on their heels, apparently, but NAC is pretty bottom feeder heavy. So I'm gonna take a bunch of points here. LIU, you should be able to find at least this. I think I got a 13. So 12 and a half is a good good enough price to take here. And uh yeah, let's go. Land Sharks? It's not the Land Sharks for sure. I always do this with this team because it used to, it is the Sharks. It's just the Sharks. Land, no one is the Land Sharks. That's a beer. That is uh, for sure just a beer. So, all right. Like I said, a couple you. of winners yesterday in the tennis. Everything you put on the show yesterday for tennis won. So we'll go back to, looks like kind of going back to the well. How did, did you get to take on any of the, Tennis like live. Did you have a chance to watch some? How fast are these courts right now in both We Win and uh, Lyon? I do like We Win. That is a fun way to say it. But yeah, um, while Win is outdoors, but they're a little bit quicker. The courts in Lyon are great. Um, the ball's moving really well and they're indoors. So everyone's placing the ball very nicely. Um, and again, it's been kind of fun. I know it's a little tough sometimes for the show because lines are sort of coming out as we're going on here. But um, whenever we finish, I'm going to watch the end of the Zinevska Zhang match. Uh, Bianca Andreescu is playing tennis. That's always a lot of fun. So it's nice to have like a little tennis and breakfast. Yeah, and it looks like there's a decent chance uh, that, and again, I just want to take one step back to the LBJ thing because Dan looked it up and versus Milwaukee February 9th. Uh, who played for Milwaukee? Former, I'm, I'm pretty, like, he's going to be there, right? Like, I'm sure he's going to be there for the scoring. I right think so. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was sick or not recently, but assuming he's, you know, healthy and doing okay, that's, I, I think he, he, he'll he be there and he'll be excited. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is definitely a lover of the game and kind of understands things like that. I'm sure we'll have something very nice to say about LeBron James, who, again, not only has changed the game on the court, but, you know, if you really look at what he's done in terms of that school he set up in Akron or just outside of Cleveland, it's really incredible. It would be cool if, if he could break the record in front of former airplane star Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and basketball like, player. So, yeah, Dan did send us the odds for when it's going to be, and – you know, again, he's 90 points back. He, he can score 30 points in about three games. There's a chance he sits out tonight against Indiana. Um, I imagine they'll have him play at New Orleans. I wonder if they'll let him play at home versus Oklahoma City. But, yeah, that game at Golden State um, is pretty interesting. That's like plus, on that. That's plus 360. And then – just make. I would bet a home game. I, I wonder if the Lakers would want this to happen at home in the home court again with Kareem there. Like I think a little sprinkle on that New Orleans, um, the day after uh, Valentine's Day, February fifth at forty-two to one. Just give it a little sprinkle. Maybe LeBron doesn't play tonight. Takes a couple nights off. Maybe he does play tonight. Tweaks his ankle, and they go. You know what? Let's get him back, and he can do this in front of the home crowd. So. Um, yeah, if you have FanDuel, then live in a state where um, they didn't make all the laws like weenies, like in Pennsylvania, and you can only bet on stuff that happens in games. You can't bet on the draft or fun stuff like this. Final LBJ thought before we actually talk about the tennis you bet. What team did he play for during his first and only 60-point game, Noobs? Cleveland. It was the Heat? Damn, I would not have guessed that. It was against the Bobcats. That doesn't count. 
Like that doesn't count. That's not an NBA team anymore. I and mean, those were his best seasons. If you go back and look, I mean, uh, he, that's when he was basically a god. He was a, a video game cheat. I think he had like almost a sixty percent field goal percentage for an entire season, like sixty yeah. percent. Like well, uh, those teams, that team was very fun. That was like my first fun super team. So, um, speaking of super teams, Garcia <laughs> Van Utvank. Nah, I know it's not doubles, and they're playing against each other, but I'm sure they've been on some doubles teams. No, it's probably not. I don't know. But, yeah, we'll go back to the well with some of these first set overs. Um, again, not a ton of lines to pick through here. You know, looking at the match in uh, Wawin, it was close to actually back in Zidantic here as an underdog against Zhu Lin. Um, Zhu Lin, the Chinese player, made a nice deep run through. Um, the Australian Open was really impressive. Um, and has been playing some great tennis, but going up against the Dantic, who really likes these conditions as a little bit of a stronger serve and a little more of a power player than I think people realize, um, just seems like a perfect recipe for me. I, I had this closer to um, 10 myself. So to get nine and a half at, at standard juice, again, anything even 115 or less is pretty good here. And again, poke around. There's a lot of different prices here, especially if um, you're lucky enough to have access to certain books. Um, WTA Leon, um, this one again will be indoors and, you know, we'll continue. We, we will. Tamara beats Lynn. Lynn, I think you're right, Brett. Maybe I'll just play Zidantic as an underdog. We shall see. But, um, yeah, in Lyon, indoors in France, uh, Caroline Garcia, Allison Van Utvank. Um, you know, Van Utvank is a great indoor player. And, again, somebody who I didn't bet her on the money line. And I'm sorry, this one is actually starting shortly after the show. I didn't realize that. Um, not this one was tomorrow, but yeah, just shortly after we finish around 1230 Eastern or so, it looks like they'll be next up after this Zinevska Zhang match. Um, Garcia Van Utvank, and again, Van Utvank's a great indoor player. We know how good of a server she is. Um, Garcia has been struggling a little bit lately and just expecting a nice long set here. Again, I think given kind of the dichotomy of how big of a favorite Garcia is that drives the total lower, that drives all the derivative lower, lower. I'm sorry, all the derivatives lower for reasons that don't necessarily hold up. So, um, again, had this one closer to nine and a half at standard juice. Happy to grab plus 125. So that will be shortly afterward, after the show here. And then this Danzig Zhu, um, Zhu will be uh, early tomorrow morning. It's like 3 a.m., maybe 4 a.m. I like overnight tennis. I like uh, golf that doesn't start right away in the morning. Gives me a little chance to... We're just getting underway now, I think. Gather my yeah, it is just just getting going out in Pebble Beach. Again, this is being played on three different courses, so everyone does start nearly around the same time. Like, uh, you know, they're still staggered, but only by a few hours. Not like people firing tea times at seven a.m. and then two p.m. You know, there's no two wave shit. Everybody's just playing this morning, starting with their their celebrity cohorts that they're playing with. A lot of people are playing with the, the same player they play with all the time. In fact, Tom Hoagie, I did see a tweet. So every tweet should have a little bit of context to it, I think. Uh, there's a tweet going around, and I thought it was a really smart angle somebody looked at was um, playing with someone with a, a huge handicap can be a bit of a pain in the ass if you're a professional golfer. You're watching this guy with a you know an 18 handicap uh, just duffing it around. You're taking long time between shots, getting out of your rhythm. Some players don't mind that. Some cannot deal with that as well. So somebody put together a tweet with, here's the handicaps of the groups with the amateurs that everyone's playing with among some pretty popular players in the outright betting market. And they listed Tom Hoagie as one of them. 
I said Tom Hoagie's playing with a couple players who have high handicaps, and you know maybe you should again the, the whole premise of the tweet is maybe you should be thinking about that. But Tom Hoagie's playing with the exact same amateur golfer he played with last year, and I went back and checked his results last year, and he won the fucking tournament. So a little context to everything, but I mean the guy still has a point. There are some players who play horribly when they have to deal with this amateur stuff that's why some guys just aren't here they don't want to deal with that but i do think uh and again i just i just cursed the ever-living shit out of tom hoagie i'm sorry tom tommy tables that's on me but uh just some context to stuff like that while you're looking but uh again if you are paying attention that's the reason your guy may tee off now and not finish until you know 4 p.m today so such is life, and I have one day one matchup. This is just for today. These guys don't start for a bit yet, and it is my guy, Mr. Russell Knox over Justin Lauer. Um, I say Lauer. Maybe it's lower. Who knows? He doesn't get a ton of TV time. This is one, too. If you look at these guys just from a 10,000-foot view, you're going to see Knox, not great off the tee. Uh, off the tee, strokes gained, pretty poor, especially relative to this field, which is a pretty poor field. That's not good. Much, much, much better on second strokes here. But we've shown this is a short course. All three courses are short. Off the tee, not going to matter nearly as much. You're going to be clubbing down quite a bit. You're going to be hitting into some of these forced layups with less than driver quite a bit. And I'd much rather have the guy with much, much better you know, second shot, excuse me, ability. Oh, I had one of those coffees, the nitro coffee today, <laughs> just killing me. But, um, you know, it, if off the tee is going to matter less here, I'm much more likely to be looking at somebody like Russell Knox who gets dragged down a little bit by his, his off the tee numbers, his driving numbers, driving distance, driving accuracy. The rough isn't penal. The shots aren't long. Short irons into these greens, I'll take the more accurate golf here. So getting him, I'm paying a little extra. Almost laid a half stroke here. The price was kind of shite on that, so I ended up just playing minus 125. Knox over J-Lo is what I call him. God, that's going to stick now for me. I just came up with that. Oh, that's actually, somebody else may have claimed that nickname. I'm going to double check into that. But Knox over J-Lo minus 25. Independently. We just independently. watched it happen here. Independently. You're on record as having created it for, as far yes. as I'm concerned. So we should we should backdate this and sue Miss Lopez. Uh, Walker Kessler, rookie of the year. Oh, yeah, Save I was going to bring something. Save it's your just, money. Um, he's very, very good, but just he's not getting any recognition. He's too far behind. He's only started 16 games this year. He's averaging just basically eight points, seven rebounds. Even if he can somehow get that points average up kind of into the low teens, it's not close. Um, it's going to be Paolo, and if it's not Paolo, it's going to be Benedict Mathurin. Or Matherin, I'm not sure which it is. Some eggs Benedict sound good. Mm. That came up yesterday. Hey, if you're in the YouTube, hit the thumbs up. If you like my new haircut, hit the thumbs up. If you like Noob's glasses, hit the thumbs up. These are all good things. Brett says he needs more seven-block games. If you like seven-block games, hit the thumbs up. If you think producer Dan did a good job, hit the thumbs up. We'll see you tomorrow on Friday to talk about some weekend sports betting. And I'll check you guys later. If you do subscribe to the podcast known as the deep dive you'll be getting a bonus episode this afternoon with some draft content as uh podcasts are just flying out of my mouth right now guys so see you tomorrow i need off on monday okay i'll be on a train taken taken by mom for her birthday on sunday we're gonna watch the six 